0: Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, I have Lynx, the awesome vocalist from the band Old Blood, here in the Zoom waiting room, in the Metal Forge Zoom waiting room, that is. And we're going to be talking with her in just a few minutes. All of this is, like, culminating the last few weeks of episodes have all been culminating to this moment right here today where we get to actively promote the Metal Assault Records 12 year anniversary show. It's super rad. Andrew was on the show here a couple of weeks back along with, you know, other label mates, Solar Haze and now Links from Old Blood. So, Saturday, February the 12th, tomorrow we're going to have awesome bands on that day at transplants brewing is going to be claustrophobia voices of ruin through the oculus malison forces of imprarian fermenter bone maggot and stealing yawns and holy hell yeah sunday is is even crazier it seems like we are wasted wild charge sea of snakes Uh, Constraints of Light Authors of Fate Dawn Fades and Old Blood and tonight uh, Beyond the Monolith they're doing another show It's, it's just crazy check all of this out if you're in the LA area go see these awesome shows that Andrew is doing for his 12 year anniversary super cool stuff So, going forward into festival season this year, The Metal Forge is going to be a little bit more in your news feed because most of the bands that I am going to try to have on the show going into April, May, June, July, August, you know, the festival season, as it were, are going to be some of these bands that you're going to be seeing on a lot of those shows. Because why not? Right? Why not? So... Check this stuff out because th- we're going to be your first stop to to getting a lot of these awesome bands that everybody is wanting to see. Like we've always done in the past, you know, the Thrones of Iron, the the Rygars, the Midnights, the Haunt, you know, we're really trying to push a lot more of these festival and and bands that are just awesome in general. And everybody who comes on the show has been totally cool. I don't think there's ever been a guest that I really have just been like, holy shit. Uh, uh." You know, because I think everybody is awesome in their own regard. So definitely check out the shows to come because they're going to be awesome. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcasts, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because... Every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them, too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. Let's keep it short. Let's keep it sweet. Let's not keep links waiting. From Old Blood, this is for 9. Metalheads, I'm being joined here on Zoom with Lynx from the band Old Blood from California. You know, this is like three weeks in a row here, it seems like, that we've talked to California-based bands and labels. Lynx, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I- I'm all right. It kind of got a little bit cold there for a while, which I know out in <laughs> California, like, 60s cold for you guys, but we've had like 11 and 12 degree days.
2: Yeah, I heard about this. This is not something I'm wanting to venture into at the moment. I like having feel- feeling in my fingers and toes. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, yes. Just be lucky in the next month when you guys start your tour that you're actually going to be somewhat towards the end of all of that, that garbage.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Uh, traveling at the end of the thaw.
0: So yes, Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm excited. Because. Yeah, because mid, midwest and east coast winters are absolutely terrible. Oh, I know. It never seems to fail that, like, some band goes on tour in that same time frame and goes, I didn't know what we were getting into.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Our last tour, we went up to the Pacific Northwest during the last, what they call it, atmospheric river, bomb cyclone, heavy, heavy rain. And everybody was freaking out on the way up there. I was like, well, it's October. This is what happens in the Northwest every day right but um you know and i I used to live in new york and boston so i do remember those winters fondly definitely so you've been around you've been
0: around a while so you know what it's like to you know what it's like to do all that nobody wants to do that No.
2: (laughs) nobody wants to scrape ice off their windshield ever
0: no that's why (laughs) that's why i'm parking the carport now
2: Smart smart. Yes.
0: Definitely. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Old Blood because you guys are wow. a little bit different than than most doom bands out there.
2: Indeed we are. We perform what we like to call acid doom metal. Which is a little bit acid jazz, a little bit acid rock. It's kind of like if you took Black Sabbath and threw Eartha Kitt on vocals. What's going to happen? A lot of fun things. Uh, a lot of spells will be cast. It's a lot of fun. It,
0: it, it <laughs> is. And it, it is something that it's it's specific. I don't think I've ever heard anyone like it before which good? that's, yes, absolutely. That's where it needs to be, you know, being original. And I know everybody says, Oh, you know, be original. Sometimes, you know, there is a formula that works and people are just what they
2: play. Of course. And, you know, all of us have vast influences, every instrument in the band, every, you know, sound in the band, We've all got our own giant tome of uh, influences. You know, I've been influenced by a lot of straight up metal, a lot of straight up rock and roll. My mom went to high school with Jimi Hendrix. I grew up listening to him nonstop. I grew up in Seattle, so there's a lot of that Seattle sound in there, too. Allison Chains was the first band I saw live. It comes around and you hear it in there. You can't necessarily pick it out because we match it up to the point where it all just becomes... Acid doom,
0: and it becomes old blood at that
2: point. Exactly, and it bleeds old blood. <laughs> nice.
0: So you mentioned you, the first band you ever saw live was Allison Chains.
2: Allison Chains, yeah. Now,
0: was this pre like explosion for these guys, or or what?
2: Kinda. This was at a festival in Seattle called Pain in the Grass that uh, I used to see every so often popping up. I was still really young, so I wasn't really going to shows much at that point. And this was a free show uh, near the Seattle Science Center. And I just happened to be there that day. And there it was. And I was blown away. And then I started hearing them on the radio. And then I started hearing more about them. That was right around when I ducked out of the local most popular radio station right. in my listening and found oh what was it called Z Rock AM fifteen ninety out of Texas and it was all the way at the end of my dial on AM so I could barely hear it half the time but it was all metal it was all rock and it was exactly what I had signed up for. Kind of got out of the uh the pop music radio station where every once in a while they play something that I liked and I found something that I liked, you know, the whole time.
0: You know that's something really rad about these AM stations. They a lot of them flew under the radar for so long that they had crazy wattage and could reach anywhere yeah back in the 50s and 60s like the stuff with like wolfman jack how he was broadcasting yes. in mexico and was nationwide in the united states because they it mm-hmm. he didn't have any law to abide by from fcc and that fucking garbage <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you, when you can find stuff like that, it, even, you know, even into the end into of the nineties, that's, that's total cool shit.
2: Yeah. And that was probably 89, 90 that I found that.
0: Nice. And just to see a band like on their up and coming, especially a band like Allison Chains, you know, that, that to me is like you, You've ever heard Brian Posehn the comic talk about seeing Metallica when he was 16 and and they were on like Master of Puppets and it's just like right. those stories are are so cool to me yeah. and and it doesn't matter if it were anything like even bands today like if I like see a band that I know is going to like explode or something it's like wow I caught them at at the right time
2: Exactly exactly and it just feels like you're getting in on something nobody else knows about yet
0: absolutely it's pretty special absolutely and that to me is the occult rock side of things you get you guys classify yourself as kind of an occult band as well and just like bands like spell lucifer savage master lady beast these occult type bands as well that that i think is a real happening point in independent metal these days
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I love being kind of on the outskirts of what's popular, what's cool, because we're cooler than that. But, you know, it's, it's exciting. And the guys that I play with are crazy talented. Like, when I joined this band, I was blown away and a little intimidated because they're all so freaking good. Right. They had been around for a while already. The original singer had some different ideas that she wanted to move on. She was getting married. Her life was changing. When I found out that she was leaving, I was like, let me
3: in. And uh, the rest is her story. Right on. (laughs) Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to NightDemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you
0: guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge. Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, Uh, So if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh like like Confucius said, uh man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Back in twenty twenty, you all released Acid Doom, the album. Yes. Now by the bandcamp page. Is that the latest release you all have?
2: It is. Okay. It is. Uh, we are currently working on, we're finishing up writing the next album right now. Uh, we started writing it in September of 2020. Oh, wow. But of course, that was during the quarantines, times, the lockdowns. So we weren't getting together as a full band yet. We had just kind of put everything on hold, spent our time promoting the new album. Uh, we shot a couple of music videos during 2020 and put those out as well before the album came out. And then we just spent the time promoting it, promoting it just because... We couldn't do shows. So right. then a few of us got together, started writing slowly, but surely we were able to start piecing together new songs. And now we're just finishing up putting those all together.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting to me because bands that I know over, the, you know, the quarantine that wrote and released albums or had albums come out like right at the beginning of COVID and they didn't get to tour on any of this. And now here it is. You know, we're entering the third year and and while shows and such and tours are coming back and actually doing things and all of that, it's interesting to me because a lot of these same bands are in the same boat where they maybe in 2021 also put out another album. So they're backlogged of two albums of songs that they're that are they going to even get to play live? Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which was frustrating and frightening when 2020, spring of 2020 hit. We had been planning on releasing Acid Doom much sooner. We actually delayed it until we could get our ducks in a row and figure out what we were going to do when it came to shows and things. We had to cancel shows, of course, and then push back the release of the album. Now we've been able to start touring on that album. So we did a 16-day tour back in uh October into November. That's part one of the Acid Doom over America tour. We're about to uh unleash the rest of Acid Doom over much of the rest of America at the beginning of March. And so we'll be touring throughout basically the whole month of March. Absolutely. Hitting a lot more a lot more cities. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I'm looking here, you know, the acid doom over America part two starting in Oxnard, California on the 4th of March and going yeah. and ending in Long Beach at supply and demand at, on the 26th. Indeed. So you guys are out the entire month there. And that's, that's I super know. cool because a lot. My, of- my
2: boss is a little nervous about it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, let it happen. Let let the boss be nervous because you know what? Do do what you want to do. You know, I yeah. I hate the the saying you you only live once. If you've got the chance to go on tour, go on tour.
2: Exactly. And I'm a good trainer. I've got somebody covering me. So it's okay.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all. As long yeah. as that, as long as their their work's getting done, mm-hmm. they take off whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> most most supervisors i've ever had have done that
2: <laughs> well yeah i mean she she's she's a workaholic so it's uh it's i have to convince her to take time off but it's okay ah. so <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: that's a whole other story these Workaholic. Entrepreneurism
2: will do that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: These whole workaholic boss things, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so, is there anywhere on this tour that's coming up that you're most excited to play? Like oh, somewhere you've never been that you're just like jonesed about, or you're like, holy shit, that's going to be awesome.
2: Well, when it comes to somewhere I've never been that I'm excited about, I would have to say Atlanta sounds exciting. Um, I've never been there. I've been to Chicago, but I've heard great things about Reggie's. And I want to be there. But the one that's the most exciting is St. Patrick's Day in Brooklyn.
4: Oh, I went to college
2: in New York. I cut my teeth playing Irish music in New York. Like, that's, yeah,
0: definitely. So this weekend, you guys are playing the 12-year anniversary show for Metal Assault Records. Yes. And, I'm so excited. And Andrew has the little pre-show, toni- the pre-party show tonight. It's Andrew's 12-year anniversary. Are you all going to do something crazy spectacular for it? I know I'm you probably, telling. You can't give that away, right?
2: <laughs> I've known Andrew for so long. I've known him since he was primarily just uh, booking shows. Okay. And he was one of the people that if if I knew he was booking the show, I knew I was going to dig the show because... We have very similar tastes and he does a great job at that. So I am beyond stoked to be able to celebrate not only the 12 years of Metal Assault, but Andrew himself, because this guy, like he's he is all about my purpose on the planet is to keep rock and roll alive and well. He is making sure that's happening. Absolutely. And I'm thrilled to be part of it.
0: And it is a big undertaking. I made for my sure. transition into the radio slash podcasting bit from playing music as well. And I still play music. But I made uh, my transition of it because it's like I wanted to get to know more bands that I'm really into. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot to be a caretaker of of metal. And the yes. the promoters that actually give a shit, that are not just there for money, The the independent labels, the podcasts, those people out there. If you can Mm -hmm. find awesome people in that in those, that's where it's that's part of it, you know, because that's the that's the ones like where I said to to Andrew a couple weeks back was saying, you know, the independent labels is our way of doing things. We don't have to rely on Sony's and Columbia's and you know, all these major label shit, we will do it ourselves and we will do it just as good, if not better than than these Because we have to. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think now we have numbers on our side when it comes to producing vinyl. And that's like a whole culture that has come back for us. And I think that's great.
2: Even cassettes have come back, which is exciting (laughs) for me. I mean, I really wish I still had my old, cassette deck with the dual thing that I could, you know. Oh, that was fun. But, you know, kids of the 80s, what are you going to do? Right, exactly. We're going to have to reinvent these
0: things. (laughs) You know, it was probably 2012 or 13 when there was a band that was here in the Louisville, Kentucky area that they released their deal on tape. They did it on CD as well. But like, so I bought the tape. Just because, and yeah. have I listened to it? No, I, I've listened to the CD. Yes, but the, <laughs> the tape to me it was just like a, a collecting point, and mm. I don't, and I don't own many tapes anymore. But I was just like, yeah. and I asked the proprietor of the venue, who also produced their their EP and and the the album and such, and I was just like, Richie, why tape? He's like, well, a lot of these kids today. They're getting these hand me down cars from the, the eighties and nineties. They don't have CD players or auxiliary ports in their car. So they've got tapes and all their friends are listening to tapes now. I was like, wow, what? I was like, is that really <laughs> a thing that really happens? Because I did that. Right. That's just mind blowing that, you know, this 16 year old kid in 2012 is listening to a cassette tape. Right
2: <laughs> I know. I mean i still have most of the tapes that i had back in you know middle school high school whatever under the bed um every so often when i'm feeling nostalgic i'll go dig around and find something from you know the old days or i didn't want to buy it on cd because i already have it right uh but i have for sure picked up my own handfuls of cassettes here and there because yeah people are coming out with them again void vader has done a couple of them metal assault has put out mixtapes on cassette the past few years of different bands on the label right. which is a great way to just you know experience the whole label in your sony walkman
3: yes if exactly. you're lucky enough
2: to still have one <laughs> hey
0: everybody let me tell you about the new sponsor to the metal forge unchained tapes They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that distributing various bands from all over the world including cramp from spain and sadistic force from texas visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order and for metal forge listeners enter code MetalForge to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com check it out now Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this.
4: Soul Grinder Zine!
0: An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. some general profile questions i like to ask everyone that comes on the metal forge and i'm really starting to change a lot of the questions so everybody's not hearing the exact same things every week anymore so if you're good to go for that these are all about you as a person so like you know they they could be music related they could be they're just life questions life related questions hey if you could relive any age of your life what would it be
2: I got to say right now I've had a lot of amazing years but I think the 42 was the best. Yeah. Because that was the that was the year that I found old blood. That was the year that I joined this band and it completely changed my life.
0: Hell yeah. That's and that's what it's about. That's where, you yeah. know, that whimsical thing.
2: And you know, 42 is also the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything according to Douglas Adams in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. so Exactly. There it is. There it is. <laughs> uh,
0: what advice would you give your younger self?
2: Ooh, I would tell her to stop listening to people who told her that she was kind of stupid for wanting to sing metal. I would tell her to just keep doing what you want to do and keep saying yes to what you want to do, because the second you take the breaks off, things start rolling in quickly.
0: Exactly. And that's
2: exactly what happened. That
0: is great advice. What was the first album you purchased with your own money?
2: <laughs> She's So Unusual by Cyndi Lauper. And it was a cassette. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: that, who is your favorite visual artist?
2: Ooh, I'd have to say I, that's Hieronymus Bosch.
0: Interesting. Uh, I am not familiar but I'm totally going to do the research after the show and look up.
2: You've probably seen um, portions of one of his most favorite paintings. Uh, Let me see. It's not the garden of good and evil. Uh, Let me see. What's it called? Garden of earthly delights is the name of it. It's a triptych three frames um, and it's got basically earth. In the most heavenly times, Earth in the most deadly oh, times. absolutely. Earth in yes, the kind I have seen that. Time. Yeah.
0: Interesting. That,
2: My favorite painting.
0: I I dig it. I really yeah. dig it. There's something about it that is, the three panel is is great and just everything that's going on.
2: And if you close the panels, I didn't find this out until maybe about six or seven years ago. You close the panels and it's just a simple image of the globe.
0: Interesting.
2: Wow. Yeah. I've never seen it in person, so I didn't get a chance to close the panels myself.
0: But right. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's still time. Indeed. There's still time for that. Indeed. What band do you like that none of your friends like?
2: Uh, very early on, I'd say I had one other friend who was really into uh, Midnight Oil with me. Okay. Um, Yofu Yindi. It's another Australian band and they're all Aboriginal. And um, one of my friends was kind of into them, didn't really love them as much as I did. But when I was in middle school and really getting into metal, I'd say Danzig. (laughs) I knew one dude who was into Danzig and out of that, and I didn't really hang out with him. But, you know, I just kind of knew him. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I mean, because Danzig, you know, everyone thinks is like now is like, you know, it's like, holy shit, it's Dancing, you know, but back in the day, Legendary. yeah, for sure. Uh,
2: and I actually ran into Glenn himself having dinner around the corner on my birthday a couple of years ago. I, so.
0: I, I really hope and pray he was eating raw steak because <laughs> ah! he seems like no, he would be the guy think to do that. So how do you unwind after a tour?
2: You know, I didn't do that the last time I paid for it. I got sick. And then I unwound. Ah. But um in general, it's about getting back to the kitchen for me. Okay. Um, I, I am a cook. I'm a nutrition coach. I study nutrition constantly. I have multiple sclerosis. So food has been a really important part of my treatment. And getting into the kitchen and just creating something that is exactly to my specifications. You know, last tour, I came home. The next day I was at the farmer's market. I came home with so many leafy greens. It was kind nice. It's kind of ridiculous. It was kind of over, overkill. I don't think I ended up eating them all, but the road food thing is kind of a sticky wicket or tricky yeah. wicket for me because I'm, a, I've got food allergies. I've got this disease that there's no cure for. So I just have to be super careful because I'm not on any meds getting in the kitchen and just making a ton of amazing, healthy, delicious smelling food.
0: Definitely. That's always something interesting to me to see like tour riders for people. One of the ones, well, actually a couple of them, you know, Metallica and Motorhead, for example, seeing theirs and just the different things that you have to, that you would have to do for those, you know, bigger bands like that. And yeah. It, especially like everybody throws in the thing of, Oh, I'll give you drink tickets and, and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know what? Instead of giving bands drink tickets, get them, get them food, you know, <laughs> cause you never know if they're going to eat that day because tour, right. touring is so tight and expensive now. But like seeing how yeah. things have to be prepared a certain way. Cause I know in both, both of those two bands, they had crew members and band members that were vegetarians and vegans. And Mm -hmm. which is totally cool that like everybody's different like that and you never know what food allergies people are going to have, you know, that's the human aspect of it, I guess.
2: Totally. Totally. I mean, we do get, and that's one of the great things about Andrew. He works for the bands. Like he asks, okay, can they get food? Can they get drinks? You know, what can you provide to make it easier for the band to come in and the whole crew because there's seven of us traveling together it's him it's our driver and then the band as well and you know we've all got to get through to the next city or to right. the next show or to the next this that and the other so if uh, and i did have a couple of nights where it was a little tough because you know the closest food that we could find was pizza Ugh. which is great because that feeds a lot of people but i don't eat pizza unless i've made it myself or if the cheese is not real, cause I'm allergic to milk, mm. which is tough. So I generally don't, I try not to impose my issues on anybody else. I always try to make sure I've got food at, you know, at arm's length that I'm bringing with me. Right. But you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Definitely. So, well, yeah. so and- when I get home, it's all about making my kitchen mine again. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And that, and that's super rad, you know, to, that you know you're a nutritionist and all of that too. Be, seems like there's a, a lot of a lot of demand for that out there. For sure. I know I know quite a few people who who are nutritionists and set up r- meal routines for people and and so on and so forth. What song or band do you never want to hear again?
2: <laughs> what song could I go the rest of my life without ever hearing again? Absolutely. Brown-Eyed Girl. Ah. Again, I played in an Irish band, you know, doing pub gigs for years, and and the number of times they asked for that song.
0: Right.
4: Anyway.
0: (laughs) That's like, I'm sure it's the same equivalent of where I'm from here in Louisville, hearing,
2: Skinner! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, in fact one of the bands that I used to be in the Sax player wrote his own version of um but Free, Freebird. Yeah. Oh yeah. Free bird. They're they they scream it all night long. Free bird. Yeah man, I resent that song. Like he just goes nice. on and on about how everybody asked for it. And he wrote a great song just <laughs> about how everybody asked to hear Free Bird. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know, there is a book that I have. It's called The Metal Bible. And it's just like this really Small book of ridiculous stuff that, uh-huh. and in the parable, it says that anybody who yells free bird at a show better be prepared to hear a 15 minute version played badly. So, <laughs> and, sure. and I actually do know a band that would start it and play to like, the first chorus, and would just stop dead in their tracks and and take their cover band break.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: So, nice. good stuff. Uh, so, I got a few more. What are you currently reading?
2: Currently, I, let's see. I'm in the middle of a lot of different things right now. Um But I am just getting back into a book called Circe. Okay. Uh, about the goddess. Circe, um by Madeline Miller I believe her last name is and uh, yeah I in the past couple of years have really been digging deep into mythology uh, partially because of my astrology fascination and how a lot of the stories in the sky came from mythological tales.
0: Absolutely I totally dig and get that as well. Uh, I've written about it myself <laughs>
2: nice
0: yeah excellent abs- yeah because it's like i've always been like a fan of like things like clash of the titans the original and, and yeah not necessarily the remakes that came out a few years ago but like clash of the titans right you know where you know dealing with perseus and zeus and hera and aphrodite and that whole myth mythos of everything the, yeah. with the pantheon of gods and such it's yeah, it's it's super cool, and it's a magnanimous topic to write about.
2: Indeed, it's fascinating too. And right now, I've actually been digging back into the Medusa story as well, and just how Medusa became oh
0: the the, yeah. the
2: snaky one definitely as opposed to and the fact that she was gorgeous and wonderful, but she was misunderstood and and she was punished for something she didn't actually do right, and that's how she ended up. You know, crazy looking,
0: being being the demon esque, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and the thing about it is, is like her keeping her beauty, but anybody who looks at her to, turns exactly. to stone. And stolen
2: from them. And Pallas Athena keeping her head on her shield as a reminder. Yes. To think before you act. You know, look before you leave
0: Exactly. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally cool stuff. I love it
3: Hey it's Mark Maxwell At Maxwell's House of Music Listen all this stuff is now available to purchase On our website Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands Like Fender
1: We got Gibson
3: We
0: also have basses We've got ukuleles We've got drums
1: We've got sound gear
4: We've got keyboards
0: It's Going to Get Weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. Oh,
4: no, yeah, you pull that out.
0: We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 cento? No? You know, ain't no... Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit? Jock Sutherland
4: or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives.
0: (laughs) And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big Exports
1: Radio for being a proud sponsor of it's gonna get weird frank green scott clark yeah
0: do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today before we go
2: well you know definitely to andrew andrew metal assault like he is the man who made this all happen and i would not have had the balls to even approach old blood if i didn't know that he was already managing them and i didn't know that he was already connected to the band um, you know, just big props to Andrew. Cause again, he is keeping rock and metal alive and well in LA and, and. beyond, you know, we've got, we've got a band from India on the label now, like nice. we're getting all over the place and, and I can't wait for everybody to hear them. You know, that's They're incredible. Awesome.
0: That's super cool. Yeah. Final question of the day is what album changed your life?
2: Mm. This has got to be a toss up. I'd say it was either Master of Puppets or Facelift by Alps and Chains. Wow. These two, you know, I was introduced to Master of Puppets when I was like nine or 10 by a neighbor. Shout out to Mike Alger who won't be those cassettes. And I was blown away. I just started playing in orchestra, playing violin. And to all of a sudden hear something that I wanted to try to replicate on my instrument, hearing those guitar solos. I was I made my I drove my parents crazy trying to figure them out. And then realized that the tuning was totally different. But then when I heard facelift vocally, that changed my life. Uh, Puppets changed my life when it came to introducing me to the genre of music that was going to stick with me for forever. Right. And facelift made me understand what I wanted to do vocally. Definitely.
0: Which is is totally cool because you you said that you you started playing orchestra around that same time that you were introduced to Master of Puppets. And if Mm -hmm. anything... Especially on the first four albums of Metallica, that they have always had instrumentals that were very or orchestral. That you would orchestrally intricate, yes. That you would totally think would actually be straight up classical music, like an old master would would write and perform. Like a Beethoven or exactly. or a Bach or you know anybody like that, and that's so rad that that you're you're picking stuff out on violin, especially like you know from hearing Orion or something and just trying to do it ah oh, that that would be so rad. Yes, <laughs> that,
2: I mean it's rad when you're when you when you're trying.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> when you're hearing what I was trying to do is not so rad. Right. But right. <laughs> eventually, I was able to play a couple of them, you know, but. I yeah, just the orchestral nature. Because I was st- I was starting to hear music and look at music in that way. I heard it in metal, and I was like, "Oh, okay, Mozart ain't that far away from Metallica." No, you know?
0: absolutely not. Yeah, uh, and and facelift that blew me away, and and yeah. facelift for the vocal style. I think yes, I think the the grunge movement to me was the heaviness was there just as much as you had bands like slayer and megadeth and heavy like the 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 crazy distorted heavy was there i think the heaviness yeah. where these bands were there were there as well they had their version of heavy and yeah. made it work with the melodic vocal yes. you know that, that you didn't have to scream and yell and you could still convey the same point
2: exactly I also found the low end of my register
4: Singing along with
2: Lane Like I did not realize how rich my voice sounded singing low Because I've been singing soprano and all the choirs and everything that I was in But when I introduced that deep alto I was like, oh, I can make these noises And they can sound good, you know
0: absolutely and that has been a that's been a point of contention in my my life with with female vocalists is uh uh-huh. give me some give me some power belt that shit out you know get low get yeah. get crazy with it don't be amy lee
2: i mean amy Pull lee is amy ground, Lee not the yes. she's got her sound you know and not but, everybody needs to and have I, it exactly And I feel like for her voice, she is pulling that out of the ground. She is, you know, grounded in that. And it sounds beautiful and it's crisp and it's clear and it's gorgeous. But I don't need to sound like that. Exactly. I don't need to sound like I could be on top of a birthday cake. I don't know. She sounds a little princessy, but it's beautiful for what she's doing. Right. I, on the other hand, I've got a range that goes from low to high to, you know, wherever in the rafters. I want to use it all.
0: And and, and you, know. you should, you know, why not? You I do know? a
2: lot of things. Yeah, I do yeah. a lot of things. I want to do them all. Definitely.
0: Lynx, <laughs> thank you for coming on to the Metal Forge this week. This has been totally rad and awesome. Uh, such a good conversation. Uh, Indeed. I, 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 I love having good conversations like this. So as well. from the album Acid Doom, what are we going to play as- out today?
2: Ooh. Well, you know, I have to say my favorite, uh, track or my favorite song is Sloth God with the, um, intro that we call, uh, Formosa Lodge. Okay. It's a lead in to Sloth God and it is a little, again, a little bit of everything.
0: Nice. Comes off the basis. So you guys have an amazing show Sunday at Transplants. Uh, celebrate Andrew. Bring in the 12 years of, of awesome metal assault badassery. And indeed we're going to play some old blood. And this is from Acid Doom. This is Sloth God. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also gonna get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash metalforge radio today and help support the Metal Forge rock on.